This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Manscaped and by Honey. Main characters come and go. This season, clearly it's Elon Musk and Kanye West, and they are in this episode, mm-hmm. but you know, sometimes the writers of this simulation like to do a little fan service by checking in with main characters of seasons past. In 2017, one such main character was Billy McFarland, the mastermind behind Firefest. A few seasons later, the main characters were indisputably Jacob Wool and Jack Berkman, a pair of right-wing political operatives with maximum ambition and minimum ability, a, a real Dunning-Kruger duo. Mm-hmm. And more recently, we got Joel Greenberg, who's not exactly a main character, but certainly a very interesting supporting role. Yeah. So we've got updates on all of these people today. But let's start with Billy McFarland and his Firefest. Yeah, remember that? Now, at this point, Firefest is a universal term for events that fail spectacularly at living up to their own hype. And there are multiple documentaries breaking down exactly what went incredibly wrong with the whole scenario. But just to recap, in late 2016, a bunch of very popular Instagram influencers, including Kendall Jenner and Emily Ratajkowski, were paid to promote Firefest on their feeds with promotional content promising a luxurious weekend music festival in the Bahamas. So the hype increased later on when the lineup was released, featuring acts like Major Lazer, Blink-182, Little Yachty, and Migos. So this was pitched as a luxury VIP experience, with the only way to even get there being via a charter flight from Miami or by taking a yacht. And that that was included with the cost of admission, which was up to $12,000 depending on which package you chose. In addition, they advertised all sorts of optional side packages for stuff like jet skiing, snorkeling, yoga, fitness boot camps, and so on. But, you know, as revealed later in great detail, these were all empty promises. And behind the scenes, the planning of Firefest had been a complete disaster right up to the moment that the festival actually began. That guy was going to blow someone for a pallet of water, so things were dire. Any other festival would have simply canceled before guests actually arrived, and multiple people involved in the festival's planning strongly urged them to do so. <laughs> But Billy McFarlane chose to believe that it would all work out in time. If you sort of build it, they might come. And if it's they come, the sequ- it's got to work. He put it on his vision board. And he's yeah. Like, it's going to happen. Because no one else would want to let everyone down. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it didn't work out, though, <laughs> no. as we're all aware. Food, accommodations, bathrooms, and basically every other aspect of even a normal non-luxury music festival weren't figured out until the very last minute and ended up resembling a FEMA camp right after a major natural disaster. I I believe they actually used the FEMA tents. Yeah, the same tents. Yeah. Um, Music acts, they pulled out as soon as reports started coming in from guests of what a shit show it was. Uh, This luxury music festival had no luxury, and then no music. And thousands of attendees ended up stranded without food or water as they waited for a ride back to the mainland. Some of them got to eat, though. They got the, these beautiful, scrumptious-looking sandwiches. This was so funny uh, to watch, too, because any... Uh, uh, perceived peril that they might have been in was quickly refuted by uh, someone just pulling up Google Maps and being like, they are literally walking distance to a Sandals resort. Like, they are not in any actual danger. They're just having a bad time. Yeah. But actually getting home was, uh, that was a a trickier Sure, an issue, yes. The island they were on had, like, a tiny little airport. Miserable, uh, not dangerous. Yeah, there weren't, weren't really any outgoing flights scheduled, so, uh, yeah, it was... was Also, during a time, well, I guess all year long is kind of, uh, weather-wise, a bit iffy, but yeah, during a time of year where specifically, like, you wait a couple hours and there's gonna be a torrential downpour and severe wind. So yeah, Billy McFarland was, of course, sued in multiple lawsuits filed by attendees who had paid thousands of dollars to basically get trapped in a refugee camp, (laughs) but he also found himself the subject of a criminal investigation over various forms of fraud, which he smartly pleaded guilty to and was sentenced to six years in prison with $26 million in fines. 
Back in March of this year, he secured early release, and in September, his time under house arrest ended. So Billy McFarlane is a free man. Mm -hmm. But he still owes a lot of people a lot of money. So much money that it seems impossible that he'll ever be able to pay it back. Mm. But if Billy McFarlane believes in anything, he believes in himself and his entrepreneurial abilities. Confidence will take you a long way. So, yeah, I mean, look, Firefest didn't work out. Sure. But with all of that on-the-job experience that Billy McFarlane got doing Firefest the first time around, surely Billy McFarlane can make back all the money that he owes, and then some, with Firefest 2. You ready? It just might work. Hell yeah. Here's Vice. Billy McFarlane, the Fire Festival founder who went to jail for defrauding investors to the tune of $26 million, is back at it again <laughs> with another venture in the Bahamas. Oh, baby. The new venture is called Pert, a seemingly fire-inspired way of saying pirate. Oh, pirates. Yeah. Okay. Uh, great name for a business you're starting if you are mostly known for defrauding people of money. And also it reads like Pert. Peart. Peart. Yeah, uh, which he debuted on TikTok in an amusing set of videos. Whatever. Pirate. I'll say it like he wants me to. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pirate is not a festival. It's not an event. And it's definitely not the metaverse, McFarlane says in a recent TikTok pitching the project. Pirate is a technology I've been working on for the past few years called the VID slash R. The Virtual Immersive Decentralized Reality. He promised it wasn't going to be a metaverse thing. Well. Uh, so in reality, a pirate sounds like an amalgamation of all three things that McFarlane says it's not. Uh, as he goes on to then describe a festival, an event, and a metaverse. Uh, McFarlane says in the TikTok that the project will partner with a small remote destination <laughs> to host a handful of artists, content creators, and entrepreneurs, and any of you guys who end up joining the pirate crew. Always a safe bet, mm -hmm. not romanticized at all, definitely a fun experience. Yeah, everyone who did piracy had a great time. Yes, I believe so. Uh, at, the at the same time, uh, Pirate uh, launched a virtual replica of the island, quote, where anyone around the world can not only watch what's happening live, but they can actually come together with their friends to affect and even own their real world adventures. He then pointed to a virtual map of an island that appeared to be made of paper and taped to a wall. Yeah, so this TikTok... He couldn't even recreate it in Minecraft or do it? Like, he, uh, he's using what he has available to him. I sketched this out in prison where I had a lot of time there's to a think. Little, there's a little bit of poop around this map, and that's because I smuggled this out in my ass. Yes. So ignore the poop and be glad that you're not here to smell it. The island but will this, smell much better. It's not about whether I shove this in my ass. It's about the ideas contained therein. And the idea just happens to be... Exactly what I previously pitched five years ago, which I'm most notorious for doing, or fuck, seven years ago. Ugh, it's been Damn. a while. I think the funniest part of this is like anyone who legitimately would want to be a part of this is only in their brain saying, there's no way he'd do it again. Or yeah. how could this happen twice? Yeah, I mean, come on, guys. Why would I do Firefest exactly the same Do I think twice? he learned a lot from the first time around? Sure. Do I think he had a lot of free time to think up new cool ideas in prison? Sure. Would I want to be financially involved with anything this guy touches? Absolutely fucking not. No. And neither should you. But he is. I mean, up until it all came crashing down, he did demonstrate that unique entrepreneurial ability to uh, convince people to give him money uh, for ideas that were uh, stupid. Yes, multiple. <laughs> even the, the fake black card yeah. that he had in New York. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, this TikTok video where he explains uh, Firefest 2.0 is pretty fascinating to watch. Without the slickly filmed promotional footage and the endorsements of supermodels that 
Firefest 1 had. <laughs> Billy McFarlane's pitch for Firefest 2, or sorry, Pirate Pert, uh, looks like a presentation that an undergrad would give to a business class and earn a C on. Oh, fuck Jerry didn't do the uh, promotional material no, for Firefest 2? No, not even fuck Jerry. So yeah, th this would be a weak pitch from anyone, but it's especially unconvincing coming from the guy who literally did Firefest. Like, at least change up the location a bit, Billy. He's he's literally pitching Firefest 2 to be located in the exact same island chain in the Bahamas, just with some new metaverse and possibly Web 3 elements. And the choice to do this in the Bahamas is especially bizarre, given how much the Bahamian government fucking hates Billy McFarlane. Rightfully so, given all the trouble he's made for them. And how increasingly hard it is to do anything on an island. And they're currently, they got this FTX shit happening right now. Oh my God. No, Billy, it's a lot. We don't need you right now. The, the funniest thing about all of this is that it's so easy for him to do something exclusive, simple, and expensive for the people that he's trying to think. Just literally create Burning Man 2.0, call it Pyre Festival, yeah. and then make it small because that's what everyone that goes to Burning Man is complaining about over the past 10 years, See, is that it's gotten too, it's gotten too big and with burning man it like sucks but in a way where everyone like likes how much it sucks but the They're thing like, is yeah, yeah i shot outdoors for a whole week and every every orifice really my body me. was full of fucking disgusting desert dust it was awesome but that's the thing is like you take and the, i paid ten thousand dollars the the, tw the 10 or 20 percent of burning man attendees who are actually fucking rich people just put yeah, up something in the desert than that. <laughs> well yeah but but put out something to the desert and be like yeah it costs double burning man but there's half the people and we're going to promise you a bunch of weird shit. Yeah. And people will fucking pay for it. Yeah. And then you don't have any of the logistical problems. Yeah, it's 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 fascinating. And it's in a climate that is consistent. You would think after all this time, he'd have come up with an idea uh, a little bit more different than the original idea that got him in trouble in the first place. Yes, it is. Uh, he is not thinking outside of the box enough. No, no. He not. needs to go back into prison. That's the thing. Uh, so the Bahamas, they, they've also already made it very clear to Billy McFarlane that he is not welcome back. <laughs> A few weeks before the latest TikTok, he pitched Pirate as something completely different. Here's Vulture. All right, so what exactly is Pirate? It's a treasure hunt for 99 messages in bottles hidden in the Bahamas. Sounds like a flawless way to gross $26 million, except the Royal Bahamas Police Force will arrest his ass if he even tries it. The Bahamas Eyewitness News shared a statement from the government of the Bahamas stating that they have not received any applications for McFarland and his associates to run the event. And even if they did, the answer would be the world's fastest no. The government of the Bahamas will not endorse or approve any event in the Bahamas associated with him, reads the statement. He is considered to be a fugitive with several pending complaints made against him. Anyone knowing of his whereabouts should report same to the RBPF. Because, yeah, he ripped off a bunch of, like, local vendors and uh, employees, too. Yes. Which I don't think he's been brought to justice on any of that, so... Those are the people that I felt the worst for because, like... The, the the influencers and, you know, whatever, the kids that went thinking this is going to be, like, they had a one-time, I'm an idiot and I learned my lesson fee. Yeah. Um, These he, people, he potentially ruined the lives of yeah. uh, dozens of people. People on the who island. are already uh, pretty poor got ripped off yeah. and do not have the U.S. legal system to uh, rely on. Yeah. Learn to be like the crypto people. Take an L and move on. Yeah. So, weirdly enough, based on Billy's TikToks, it looks like some sort of treasure hunt event did, in fact, take place. And apparently it was also filmed as part of a documentary following him around in his post-prison time. And it seems to have taken place in the Bahamas. So he managed to evade the bah Bahamian authorities this time, which was probably not too hard. If you look at a map, the Bahamas is more than 3,000 islands in the Caribbean. So 
you know, if you're a Billy McFarlane, you can probably slip in there, no problem. Where in the world is Billy McFarlane? But uh, he might have more trouble with another of his big brain ideas for Pirate, which is a permanent hotel location in the Bahamas. Gonna be easier to find. But regardless of whether this is all doomed to fail, and it, it, it certainly will fail, there is definitely some appeal to this. I understand it. Firefest was a disaster, but it's the kind of disaster that the attendees probably love telling people about. It's a great story. Mm-hmm. It's a great little detail to put on your, your dating profile. Firefest survivor. It's a conversation starter. You know, they were a part of history. True. And honestly, it, it sucked, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah. So some of the only money that's even been recovered for the people who sued Billy McFarland was actually raised by the U.S. government auctioning off surplus Firefest merch, which sold like crazy. Yeah, I mean, it, look, this is a hot item. So Pirate is a new opportunity to be a part of the Firefest mythology. And hey, at least this time you you know who you're dealing with and, and kind of what to expect. Yeah, maybe he should pivot this into just being a miserable experience on purpose. Yeah, um, I mean, there are like experiences you can sign up for um, that are intentionally unpleasant. You can sign up for like boot camp for people who aren't actually in the military uh, where they you have a bad time. That's the whole point. You can sign up. There's a, a fun little excursion you can do in like Arizona where uh, you LARP as like uh, immigrants crossing. What? The, yeah, it's uh, the, I think I was thinking more of the uh, like. There's companies that'll take you to the mountains or like, you know, wherever and you go camping for a couple days and just kind of, you know, tough it out, even though you're not used to that. I'm talking about shit that is supposed to be fucking miserable. That's crazy. People sign up for just so they can say they did it because, you know, born too late to serve in World War Two. Yeah, of course. uh, Born too early to serve in World War Mars. I'm not saying me personally, I would think the camping is annoying and uh, bad, but I'm saying a person that would uh, gravitate towards going to a tropical island and listening to music and going to a festival all the time. I think like just in the mountains with no phone, probably hell on earth. Yeah. So anyways, moving on now to Jacob Wall and Jack Berkman. Circa 2019, this Laurel and Hardy of political incompetence staged a series of press conferences meant to undermine their ideological enemies with hilariously phony allegations. And that list of enemies was long. Robert Mueller, Elizabeth Warren, Pete Buttigieg, Ilhan Omar, Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi, and also weirdly Ted Cruz, among others. The Ted Ted Cruz one was especially graphic. Yeah, just but also proving that uh, Ted Cruz is unliked by everyone. No one likes him. Mm-hmm. So while that first press conference targeting Robert Mueller did manage to actually gain some traction among the more credulous corners of right-wing media, with each new press conference, there were diminishing returns. And eventually, the media just completely ignored Wool and Berkman, and the only people who actually showed up to these events did so uh, to heckle them. Yeah, and it provided... Hours of fun footage. Yeah. So in addition to slandering various politicians with weird sexual fan fiction and actors hired off Craigslist who didn't realize they'd been hired to spread uh, disinformation, Wall and Berkman have engaged in other shenanigans that are actually far worse. Uh, There's that To Catch a Predator knockoff show that they make, Predator DC, which endangered the life of the woman they hired as bait. Uh, There's all of Jacob Wall's financial crimes, which ruined one unsuspecting investor's finances so badly that he killed himself. And then there's the thing that actually finally got Jacob Wall and Jack Berkman in serious legal trouble. The racist election era robocalls. 
Yeah, so in the lead up to the 2020 election, Wollen Berkman robocalled 67,000 people in predominantly black areas with a pre-recorded message intended to discourage them from mail-in voting by claiming that it would result in negative consequences like being pursued by authorities for outstanding debts and warrants and also mandatory vaccination. And because these guys were so used to never facing any consequences for their actions, they, they chose to literally identify themselves by name in the recordings for seemingly no reason. By the way, this is Jacob Wall and Jack Berkman. Yeah. So these robocalls violated all sorts of laws in several different jurisdictions. So Wall and Berkman have been tied up in legal proceedings for the last two years. They're facing not only steep fines, but also potentially years in prison. But will they actually go to prison? Well, unfortunately, that's looking less and less likely. In Ohio, uh, where they were looking at up to 18 years behind bars, Wall and Berkman took a plea deal, and now the full terms of their punishment have been revealed. Here's the New York Times. Two conservative operatives responsible for placing tens of thousands of calls in Midwestern states that made false claims about the legitimacy of mail-in ballots were sentenced by an Ohio judge to spend hundreds of hours registering new voters. <sighs> The operatives, Jack Berkman, 56, of Arlington, Virginia, and Jacob Wool, 24, of Irvine, California, orchestrated a robocall scheme that targeted black neighborhoods in Ohio in 2020, prosecutors said. On Tuesday, Mr. Berkman and Mr. Wool were sentenced in Cuyahoga County Common Pleas Court in Cleveland. At the hearing, which the defendants attended by video conference, Judge John Satula likened the robocall scheme to voter suppression efforts targeting southern black voters in the 1960s, Cleveland.com reports. I think it's a despicable thing that you guys have done, Judge Satula remarked, according to Cleveland.com. Cool, that's a, and, and a unique uh, sentence. Uh, jail time would have been awesome, but like... Yeah, I'm, I'm not... When they, because we first covered when they when they took the plea, and then it was like they're gonna they're gonna each get fined twenty five hundred dollars, which is fucking nothing. Yeah, and then like community like, service oh, typically sucks. is like they can find ways around it yeah, or but whatever. This is your community service is specifically. This. I hope they have people monitoring them because they could get into even more shenanigans. I'm sure yeah. that the court will be uh, uh, monitoring this. Um, yeah, because knowing them, they would just sit in a hotel room and fill it all out themselves. Uh huh. And be like, wow, look at all the. Uh, Conservatives we uh, registered today. Uh, yeah, I would not trust these gentlemen to uh, actually fulfill the terms of their sentence. Yes. Uh, so Cleveland.com also gets into more specifics about the sentence. A judge on Tuesday ordered Jacob Wall and Jack Berkman, two right-wing conspiracy theorists behind robocalls that sought to intimidate black voters here out of casting mail-in ballots here in the 2020 presidential election, to spend 500 hours registering voters in low-income neighborhoods in the Washington, D.C. area. Cuyahoga County Common Pleas Court Judge John Satula placed each on two years of probation, fined each $2,500, and ordered them to wear GPS ankle monitors with home confinement beginning at 8 p.m. each day for the first six months of their probation. So again, not nothing. And they got those ankle monitors on, so they'll be able to, they'll, if they say they're going down to register voters, it's like, okay, we got them on the GPS. I still would appreciate a real human moderating this. I, I mean, I assume... They're, they'll have some sort of coordinator that they're working for. Sure. But, um, so yeah, I mean, look, not the punishment we'd have liked to see, but still picturing these two dickheads having to spend 500 hours in low-income black neighborhoods in D.C. registering voters is very funny to imagine. Mm -hmm. uh, I imagine they will be uncomfortable and not enjoy it. Yes. Plus, knowing everything we know about them, there's definitely a non-zero chance they try to scam their way out of actually doing it and then end up in even more trouble. Seems... I'd put the chances of that at at least 50-50. Or like violating their probation. Yes. Like, yeah, there's something I feel is going to happen. Yeah, they're giving them just enough rope to like fully hang themselves yeah. with this one. 
Even if they don't fuck this up, I mean, hopefully someone recognizes these guys and gets some photos or video of Jacob Wall and Jack Workman doing urban voter outreach, because I want to see it. I hope they have to wear big, like, orange vests yeah. and everything. They have to make them look like total dorks the entire time. And they should clean up litter while they do it, too. They should. Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, they're still facing up to 24 years in prison in Michigan. And while they might manage to plea bargain their way out of that one like they did in Ohio, anything's possible. So we shall see. It, in a perfect world, this turns into them having to do actual voter outreach in every state that they fucked up. And it becomes a net positive. Uh, you, you can hope. Yeah. Literally the opposite of what their plan was. Which is incredible. And that and, seems to be the goal. Yeah. Bravo by the judge. I know it's not jail time, but look, it's good. I think proper justice for them if they're not getting the jail time. Yeah, I just feel like like generally prison is not my first choice for nonviolent offenses. But these guys have done so many things yeah, they, this is for, just, over such a long period of time that I feel like prison actually might be the only way. Yes, they're being sentenced for this lesson. specific crime. That's yeah. Right, yeah. So, um. But still, I, I like the idea of ha making them do the opposite of what they tried to do. Yeah. Which is um, disenfranchise. We'll, we'll see how that voters. goes. But let's move on to Joel Greenberg, the Florida man introduced two years ago as a side character in the Matt Gates sex trafficking scandal, which at this point seems to be over with Matt Gates not facing any consequences. Um, but with the, the sentence that Greenberg's getting... Who knows? We Pretty might, significant. The saga might not be over. Yeah, prosecuting a sitting congressman is uh, really hard without a rock-solid case. And while mountains of evidence strongly suggest that Matt Gates and his good buddy Joel Greenberg frequently paid young women for sex over Venmo, <laughs> the actual sex trafficking charge was apparently too difficult to prove. Unlike Matt Gates, though, Joel Greenberg engaged in all sorts of other crimes that investigators could and did prove. And despite deciding to cooperate once he realized he was screwed, He's still going to prison for a long time. Here's Rolling Stone. Joel Greenberg, the former Florida tax collector and running buddy of Representative Matt Gates, who pleaded to sex trafficking a minor, will face 11 years in prison. On Thursday, a federal judge sentenced Greenberg after he cooperated with authorities investigating Gates for sex trafficking the same minor as part of his plea deal. We expect the federal government to take on the hard cases and not just the easy convictions, Greenberg's attorney Fritz Scheller told CNN, adding that he was disappointed that no one else had been charged as part of the investigation, specifically higher level individuals. Who could he be talking about? I, and what information <laughs> could Greenberg have given that his lawyer's aware of that the, makes the lawyer say this? Yeah. Greenberg was initially arrested in June 2020 for alleged attempts to cause substantial emotional distress to a music teacher who had filed to run against Greenberg and was ultimately slapped with 33 federal charges. He has since pleaded guilty to underage sex trafficking, wire fraud, stalking, and three other charges. And just to recap Matt Gates's connection to all this, according to the New York Times, Greenberg met Gates in 2017. That summer, Greenberg posted a picture of himself, Gates, and Roger Stone to Twitter. The picture was posted during the time period prosecutors said Greenberg was recruiting the 17-year-old in question for sex. The Daily Beast reported last year that in May 2018, Gates sent Greenberg $900 through Venmo with a message, hit up blank the blank being a nickname for a woman who had turned 18 less than six months before the transaction. Hours later, Greenberg used the same app to pay three young women a total of $900. The Daily Beast's report also noted that Gates and Greenberg share Venmo connections with at least two women who received Venmo payments from Greenberg and both have professional relationships with each other. The Times reported that the 17-year-old that led to Greenberg's sex trafficking charge is the same 17-year-old investigators have connected to Gates. So, yeah, I mean, it's unclear to what extent Greenberg really did help investigators with the Matt Gates case, 
but it clearly wasn't enough. Still, his lawyer's like, we. it sounds like the lawyer's like, we told you some Mr. stuff. Mr. Police, and, I yeah. gave you all the clues. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully now that the dust is fully settled on the legal side of things and he's going away for a long time, Joel Greenberg will maybe reveal more about his connections to Matt Gates and the things they got up to together to the press or whoever wants to ask. Even if even if it doesn't lead to Matt Gates facing any trouble legally, yeah. uh, he could still do some damage here. If, what has he got to lose now? If nothing else, Greenberg is going to develop the ultimate music festival, the ultimate Bahamian music festival I've while in prison. I've been in Florida prison for 11 years. I came up with the best festival idea you ever heard of. We, ta we take the Margaritaville brand and we license it to prisons. We're going to do a festival here in Florida that is below sea level. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and then we're going to break the levees like right... Right yeah. as the main band's coming on the stage. But okay, finally, let's bring things back to the current season of reality and update you on this year's main characters, obviously, Elon Musk and Kanye West. Uh, we discussed Kanye's appearance on Tim Pool and Alex Jones's shows this past week on our previous episode. Yeah. We didn't show any footage because it's all just a nonstop TOS violation. The clips are out there, go, uh, though, if you if you want to find them. I don't think on YouTube. I think YouTube's cracking down pretty Twitter. hard now. But you gotta find them on Twitter. Twitter, and uh, yeah. But to sum it up, Kanye has fully, unequivocally embraced Hitler, Nazism, and Holocaust denial in ways that are impossible to dismiss as out of context or anything like that. Yeah. Alex Jones repeatedly tried to steer the conversation away from all this, and Kanye would just come back with, no, you don't understand, I love Hitler. Also, six million Jews, I don't know about that. It's uh, <laughs> upsetting, yeah. unsettling, uh, dangerous. It's all the things we said on the previous episode. Uh, the one thing that I did find joy in it was watching Alex Jones be extremely uncomfortable. There's a couple moments, like, if you go frame by frame through it. You can see, like, like his the blood rushing to his forehead. Yeah, he just... He, he he passes look on his face multiple times where he's like, I'm talking a real fucking weirdo right now, which yeah. is so fucking funny and on Alex like, Jones's face. I wish this didn't happen and I wish there wasn't a funny moment of it, but yeah. it, but but this is a perfect example, like we said in the past episode, of Alex Jones being able to witness the logical conclusion of what he produces. Yeah, this is the bed you made, sir. Yes. Anyways, the saga has now reached a point where even the most diehard Kanye fans who were previously willing to give him the benefit of the doubt our jumping ship, now that the guy who made graduation has made it clear that he really likes Hitler. Uh, and as evidence of this, uh, Reddit's r slash Kanye subreddit, the biggest Kanye subreddit with over 700,000 members, has basically become a Holocaust memorial subreddit. Now, at first, there were several joke posts declaring r slash Kanye a Taylor Swift appreciation subreddit, which is funny. That's in course of in reference to Kanye's infamous mic-stealing moment at the 2009 VMAs when Taylor Swift won an award and Kanye crashed the stage to yell about how Beyonce should have won. He might not have been wrong, but also a weird way to go about it. Mm -hmm. uh, but quickly, the subreddit chose to focus on more relevant matters. And good for them. Yeah, so top posts in the subreddit since Kanye's appearance on Infowars include photos and videos of the Holocaust, posts providing info about specific victims of the Holocaust, infographics showing the horrific scale of the Holocaust, and reading recommendations for learning more. A lot of it is unfortunately so horrific that we cannot show it to you. But you should go look here. at it on your other. I mean, you. I feel like there, based on what's happening, there is a generation that has yeah, not fully. They they need to get the full story. This is the kind of stuff it's important to actually see in all of its ugliness instead of getting the sanitized version of it, regardless of how upsetting it is. Go to uh, go to the biggest town near you. I swear they have a Holocaust museum and really spend some time there. We've got two. Yeah, I've only been to one of them. But it was very, the one in D.C. is extremely intense. 
Uh, uh, and I've been to Dachau. So I went to the 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 Holocaust or the the Jewish Museum in Berlin. That's a, another fucking yeah. intense one. That's one where all the influencers take pictures on the pillars, right? No, that's the Holocaust Memorial, which okay. uh, is widely seen as a mistake. Yeah, because it's too fun and vague. But the the Jewish Museum in Berlin uh, is actually really interesting. Like architecturally, they designed it in a way that where you're just like never comfortable. Like all the surfaces are. It's like a funhouse of terror. Yeah, um, Dachau was an incredibly intense experience that. Uh, I, you know, you should go, if you have the ability ever in your life yeah. to see something firsthand, uh, the history of something, you should, because reading about it does nothing. It, it, it does something, but it's not the same as being there. Anyways, yeah. uh, having said that, we this show is different than your history book. We can't right. show everything. But it's out there. R yes. slash Kanye. It's actually, it's become a very good source of information yes. if you uh, are perhaps curious about this Holocaust thing that everyone's talking about. And... Uh, the side thing of this is that anyone who uh, is on Kanye's side for whatever reason goes there to learn more about their favorite rapper and anti-Semite, Kanye, and uh, is shown the brutal truth of what his words resulted. So, yeah. so yeah, this is a pretty incredible shift from where this subreddit was just like a month ago or even a couple of weeks ago when it was full of posts and comments wondering if, I don't know, maybe Kanye's got a point. And also, clearly, a lot of comments from users who, not Kanye hadn't ever posted in there before, suddenly just showed up and were really happy to uh, try and like red pill other people on the Jewish question. Um, so it's good to see a fan base that is very strongly rejecting the object of their fandom. And it's also, it's just always nice to see Reddit moderation uh, done right. Uh, I, I saw someone on Twitter said, Elon Musk should have just for fun uh, moderated a subreddit for a week before taking yeah. on the job at Twitter, just to see what uh, that job actually entails. Yeah, that would require doing actual thinking and work and not just pointing your money gun at things, yeah. but whatever. The uh, the second biggest Kanye subreddit, r slash West sub ever, they just, uh, they, they you can't post on there anymore. They, like after the Jones interview, they're like, all right, I would not we're, be, we're shutting this thing down. <laughs> I would not be surprised if there was a red pill supporting Kanye subreddit called The Kanye. Probably. Yeah. Anyways, uh, finally, Elon. We've, we've made it to Elon. Uh, in an effort to throw some chum at his right-wing fan base, he announced on Friday, get ready for this, what really happened with the Hunter Biden story suppression by Twitter will be published on Twitter at 5 p.m. Eastern. Oh, so... Uh, surely, I love truth. Yeah, I, lo I love... Give me the truth. I love the truth. Basically, do you remember uh, when right before the 2020 election, the content of Joe Biden's son's laptop got leaked and Twitter suppressed posts sharing that content, as well as links to a New York Post article reporting on that content? Yeah, it makes me so damn mad, even to this day. Yeah, now you would be confused because anyone who's saying, yes, I do remember that is clearly wrong because this story was so suppressed by everyone yeah. that no one ever heard about who's it. Who's Hunter Biden? And what is a laptop? Where would I have ever heard about this story? Why have I seen this man's penis who I've never met in person? So yeah, this whole thing, it was, it was a really, really big deal to right-wingers who felt this information would, of course, ensure a Donald Trump victory. But Twitter's reasoning behind their decision has also been, it's been clear since the get-go. They didn't want a rerun of 2016 when hacked materials, possibly at the behest of an adversarial government, were deployed to help ensure a Trump victory. And this Hunter Biden thing looked like it might be that exact same thing playing out all over again. Yeah. Also, most of the material being shared from Hunter's laptop was literally what is legally defined as revenge porn, which is not only against TOS, but also illegal, regardless of how bad it makes your political opponents look. Yes, this they is literally sex pictures, like vulgar graphic stuff that was stolen from someone. And I know, listen, just please listen. I take away for a moment that it was Hunter Biden. Please just fucking get inside your head. 
This is revenge porn. This yeah. is someone posting the cock pictures, uh, and also women who uh, clearly yeah. didn't approve of this. Uh, just all of their body parts. You can't do that. The, yeah. I mean, in a post-fappening world, uh, that is not allowed. Again, just like OSHA violations, this has been written in actual yeah. blood. Uh, so Twitter made the hasty decision to fully block this content, which in hindsight might have been overkill. But the reasoning behind it was sound and not necessarily partisan. Though, yeah, that probably did factor into it. Uh, anyways, now, more than two, two years later, Elon promised to reveal what really happened. And this came in the form of a thread not from Elon himself, but rather from independent journalist Matt Taibbi. And spoiler alert, while these Twitter files do reveal the internal communications at Twitter about how to deal with this, there's really no bombshells in there whatsoever. Like, nothing that's like, oh my god, look yeah. how they handled this. Uh, this is horrific. My take on it, after, like, browsing the thread and, like, looking around to see what it is, I was like... If there was anything to this, you would be seeing headlines and reports about it that were more specific than, like, the Twitter files. Yeah, Elon there Musk like, releases it. There, there would be information in there. You wouldn't just be saying Elon Musk has revealed the story of the Hunter Biden laptop. Yeah, this, the, 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 the part about this that's crazy is just, like, there's nothing new in here. There's also, like, yes, of course, people have inherent biases and they work on a moderation team. That team seems to have been uh, uh, facilitated with uh, people of varying political backgrounds. Also, like, there's a part where it's just like, and the the, the conservative party had no access to any of these tools or no, any they of the people. Did. And like two tweets later, it's a direct email from the Trump campaign yeah. and Trump White House to Twitter about Kaylee McEnany's account. Right. Anyways, so yeah, you would be forgiven for thinking this was not a nothing burger, given how many conservatives have been describing this as Watergate 2.0 and bigger than January 6th. But Taibbi's extremely long-winded tweet storm basically only confirms that the Biden campaign did reach out to Twitter asking them to remove tweets, which, again, all contained literal revenge porn. The, the first thing I did and the first thing that Taibbi should have done yeah, so is go to the archive links of the tweets that he wrote. This is like the first yeah, tweet. He, he, show, he shows an email from the Biden campaign with a list of tweets with the URLs. Yes. And if you type those URLs into the archive.org Wayback Machine, it's Hunter Biden's dick. It is, and it's from a, a lot of uh, Chinese accounts, and it's it's not the New York Post story, and it's not uh, analysis of this laptop and what was included on it, and it absolutely, from what I saw, has no reference to Burisma or anything like that. It is literally photos of Hunter Biden naked, and those are the ones that were taken down because they are literally violations of the TOS and California law, yeah. where Twitter operates. So, yeah, the Biden campaign having a direct line to Twitter. It's presented as scandalous. But yeah, the same thread also confirms that the Trump campaign also had a direct line to Twitter. Yes. Uh, conservatives are also describing this as the government stepping in to directly censor free speech, seeming to forget that Joe Biden did not have any role in the U.S. government when this all went down. He was not yet president. Donald Trump was the president when this all happened. Mm -hmm. Nor did the FBI or any other agency direct Twitter to do any censorship. Yeah. I mean, in the thread alone, there is literally emails from both conservative members and Democratic members asking for things to be removed or things to be changed. It's like this is Twitter has to deal with this because there are actual sensitive things that can be uploaded onto the moderation is hard. Yes. So, in fact, the only communication between Twitter and any elected Democrat shown in the thread is Congressman Ro Khanna telling Twitter they went too far. Khanna also sums everything up really well in his email saying, I say this as a total Biden partisan and convinced he didn't do anything wrong, 
But the story now has become more about censorship than relatively innocuous emails, and it's become a bigger deal than it would have been. In the heat of a presidential campaign, restricting dissemination of newspaper articles, even if New York Post is far right, seems like it will invite more backlash than it will do good. And he's right. He's exactly right, because if anything, Twitter's decision to censor the story made it a much bigger story. Yes. Dry sand effect. Yeah, the stuff that uh, uh, Elon just released, the fact that it's not anything bombshell worthy, it's the exact same shit we knew about two years ago. Yeah. Or however many years ago, sorry. And, and the fact that censoring it just made the story blow up even bigger completely counters the main right-wing grievance over all of this, which is that if only Twitter hadn't restricted the story, more people would have seen it and chosen to switch their vote from Biden to Trump. This was a massive scandal. Yeah, uh, they also seem to forget that all the actual scandalous news about Hunter Biden using his father's prestige and connections and all that for financial gain or whatever, that was already out there by this point. And yeah. not being censored by Twitter. This That information was readily available. Yeah. It was only once there were dick pics involved that Twitter did any censorship. It's, a, it's, so, a, it's someone else's penis that belongs to them on the internet. Yeah. So, uh, in summation, the, the Twitter files are a dud. Or they're the greatest political scandal in U.S. history. Depending on who you ask. And uh, those people saying that did not read them and assume that everything in the Twitter files is pointing to Burisma, New York Post, Boom. everything. Yeah. Boom. Uh, but yeah. Whatever you think about them, they don't offer anything new. And guess they what? They just Look, confirm what you already thought about them. And the good news is, we're not suppressing it either. The the thread is right there on Twitter. You can go through it and spend as much time as you yeah. want on it. Just use a critical mind and say, I wonder why things are being deleted here. Yeah. Although, by the time this goes up, apparently they're doing uh, the Twitter Files Volume 2. 2.0. It'll be just so, like Firefest. I mean, who knows? Maybe they were saving all of the actual... Uh, anything exciting for part two. Yeah, like, nothing like taking the wind out of your sails yeah, before releasing the big actual thing. I mean, look, uh, I'll eat crow on this if there is somehow anything scandalous in True. part two, but uh, the way things are going, it, that would not seem to it, be the case. You know what this feels like? To, to, to give uh, people on the other side some fun, this feels pretty identical to when, uh, uh, what's her name, Rachel Maddow said she had Trump's tax returns. Uh, Do you remember that day? That was like, that was the day I fully, like, fully lost faith in like, cable yeah uh, like uh, msnbc i'm like watching this and like this i hadn't even ever been like a mad out viewer but i'm watching this i'm like this is fucking absurd she's taking like 15 we, minutes we watched it like, at we were self machinima we were all like, watching it just like when is anything gonna happen yeah and in, 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 in that case and in this case it's the it's the classic geraldo opening uh the safe al capone's vault yeah, yeah 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 and just it's like two hours of spectacle and they open it and there's fucking nothing inside of it Dude, the internet loves that. Reddit's been opening safes for years, and it yeah. always gets upvotes. Yep. Anyways, we've got the headlines after the show <clears throat> coming right up. But first, this episode is sponsored by Manscaped. <laughs> Tis the season for clean balls. Fa -la, 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 la la Our friends at Manscaped are helping you clear your driveway for safe travels this holiday season. From stocking stuffers to white elephants, Manscaped's products are at the top of every wish list. Grab some crop mops for your pops or the body buffer for the holiday lover. Win this year's white elephant gift and help all the men in your life go from eggnog to nice hog <laughs> this December and save 20% off plus free shipping plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash weird news. Not only do I love their product, I love the copy that they Nice hog! Uh, Manscaped is a one-stop shop for all your holiday needs. They have the perfect gift in the Platinum Package 4.0 plus loads of little presents perfect for stocking stuffers. Uh, what better holiday gift than giving the gift of good hygiene and a few laughs? Because 
Hey, it's a conversation starter. <laughs> Manscaped offers a handful of their liquid formulations, shampoos, body washes, upstairs and downstairs deodorant, gels, exfoliants, absolutely everything that the person in your life could need. Don't let their chestnuts roast in the wrong boxers. Get them a pair of Manscaped's boxers, specially made to keep the area cool and provide holiday comfort all year round. The Yule Log! Now that you've gifted them perfect privates, go beyond the groin with Manscaped's full body product line. Dad has nasty nose hairs? Well, save his life with the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is their full kit for nail care with scissors, clippers, tweezers, and a file for the traveling man. There's the new Preserve Cologne that brings a light, breezy, woodsy feel and gives that fresh tree scent even after Christmas is over. Still using a loofah? Introducing the body buffer. Loofahs actually hold bacteria from dead skin. Ugh. Help them throw out that disgusting, disgusting old loofah and get the body scrubber that feels smoother but acts tougher. And lastly, top off the stocking with the crown jewel for their family jewels, the Lawnmower 4.0. The electric razor's advanced skin-safe technology is a life changer and known for reducing nicks and cuts on his Santa sack. Manscaped is here to make holiday shopping a blast by giving products they'll love and make them laugh. Save 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash weird news. That's right. 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash weird news. Manscaped for a perfect gift that will be the holiday's biggest hit. And this episode is sponsored by PayPal Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. We all shop online, especially around this time of year, and we've all seen that promo code field taunting us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes this holiday is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. It supports over 30,000 stores online, ranging from tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. Imagine you're doing some of your holiday shopping on your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. So you wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you will watch those prices drop. Yeah, I've been doing, uh, gotten started on my holiday shopping and uh, Honey has uh, come in clutch with codes I would have never found otherwise. Yeah, you'll get like 5% free shipping, 10%. It all adds up. It and adds the, up. The good thing, the other thing that adds up, Honey Gold. Yeah. Might get another jacket this year off uh, mm. all the Honey Gold. Gold jacket. Honey doesn't just work on desktop, it works on your iPhone too. Just enable it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting the show. We'd never recommend something we don't use. Get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash weird. That's joinhoney.com slash weird. All right, let's get into the weirdest, wildest headlines from around the world this week. Uh, starting with, French man wins right to not be fun at work. This is a groundbreaking case. And the most French thing I've ever heard. Yeah, well, from the sound of it, this guy worked at, at an office where uh, they were all, it, it sounded like, if you didn't know the story took place in France, you'd assume it took place in South Korea or Japan. Because it's like one of those offices where everyone was just expected to like go out drinking like after work mm -hmm. every day. And uh, yeah, this guy was uh, not so into that. He, uh, he didn't like it. He also, I guess he like tripped and fell at one point. And I don't know, it was, uh, or maybe I'm thinking of something else. But he, he had a tough time. It wasn't into the whole drinking Said uh, everyone was like fucking and sucking on each other and stuff. And that's what happens. He wasn't down with that. And then they fired him for not being a team player. <sighs> so he took this to the French courts and they said, no, you are allowed to not be fun at work. Yeah. So a big win for the boring folks out there. That's right. Zombie virus revived after 50,000 years trapped in Siberian permafrost. Oh, that sounds fun. <sighs> yeah. So this is a uh, terrifying because, um, yeah, there's there's apparently all sorts of viruses in that ice up there that has been frozen for a long time and is going away soon. 
Yeah, viruses uh, and uh, trapped gases that can further accelerate the yeah. warming of the Earth. It's a fun little. Uh, so yeah, scientists are intentionally like trying to find these viruses in the ice before they actually so they can, melt yeah. so they can get a like head start on them. But yeah, they pull them out, you know, they they let the ice melt and then they're like, yep, there it is, moving around again. Cool. So that's fun to yes, think about. Yes, uh, the negative effects of uh, the climate change are compounding. And if you know anything about things that compound, it's bad. No, it's, they're generally not good unless it's melt interest. Water deals with all of the flows in the ocean. All yeah. of the, uh, it's it's legitimately scary. It really is. Yes. Um, but I'm reading a book right now called Hot House Earth. Uh, it, it talks about, the, the whole premise of the book is that uh, it takes a stance, the very real stance of it is actually too late. So here's what's going to happen the next 60 years. Yeah, I've heard varying accounts on whether it is or isn't too late. Like there's, there's certain aspects of it that it is too late for. Yes. But the, uh, the worst of the worst is still preventable of course that could change if we do nothing to oh yeah no 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 it. it's it, and i'm not saying like this book is like oh we should stop doing anything it's just like here's the damage we've done and what it's going to result in sure yeah yeah, yeah. genetically modified tobacco plant produces cocaine in its leaves see all not all the science news is bad yeah that they, they've they've reinvented the coca leaf and yeah, it's totally legal and totally cool. You, know, you used to have to go all the way down to Colombia, bolivia these jungles uh so inconvenient uh now now they'll they'll grow cocaine in the the fields of Virginia and South Carolina and uh, Raleigh Durham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is for because they they do use cocaine in medication at hospitals and stuff. They, still, they used to use it as like Novocaine. They used to use it for everything. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess is that how it got the name Novocaine cocaine? What's the ain part of it? I think they used it to like numb people's. Hmm. It was a numbing agent. Yeah. So, and it was for uh, housewives. Yeah, yeah. That was Mama's little helper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So much vacuuming done. Yeah, I think that was like speed. Yeah, that uh, was literal that was, speed. That was amphetamines. Yeah, yeah. but uh, those are back too. Yeah, but look, hey, you've turned one cash crop into two. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna have those cocaine cigarettes, baby. That's the Let's thing. Uh, chain smoking at work is back. <sighs> Whoo! Yeah. I don't like it, but I like the output. Yeah. The, the, the productivity is These nice. These guys are working hard. It looks like you need a smoking break. Yeah. Also, SNL would be a lot better. Have a Marlboro White. Yeah. You've earned it. You deserve it, baby. Drake gave DJ Khaled four luxury toilets for his birthday. DJ Khaled was stoked about this. These are the, the Toto, uh, the really nice Toto toilets that mm. are like thousands of dollars a They piece. already have the, the butt washer built in? Oh, the, it's a bidet. It's got like UV lights to clean all the surfaces. Um, it's like the, the finest in, um, you know, modern bidet toilets. Drake gave him four of them because apparently DJ Khaled, every time he was at Drake's house, would t go and take a shit and be like, Drake, my God, I got to get one of these. So Drake finally I was, did it. Yeah, I was going to say like he broke it or something. He might have. Um, but he, 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 he got four of them and he said one of those is going to go in a bathroom in his house, his gigantic house that only Drake is allowed to use when he's over. Perfect. That's awesome. That's the, you got your own personal bathroom at DJ Khaled's house. He got, he, uh, there was some controversy with DJ Khaled recently because he released a pair of Jordan 4s and they're like really cool looking. Um, but like they have like the most gaudy shit printed on them. Like right. in the tongues, it says like keep moving and stuff like that. It's just totally weird. 
I thought you were gonna say he got controversy because he's currently in Saudi Arabia. Oh, is that where I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know about that? Yeah, no, he's uh, he's he's doing a show in Saudi Arabia. Oh, okay. And just posting like all sorts of his typical content, but he's over here. They don't make you eat pussy like in the United States. <laughs> yeah. I fucking hate it. I love it here. Yeah. So uh, I never go back to the United States. They make, they make me eat too much pussy. Uh, he he doesn't do it. He admittedly he does do not it, do it because he says it's not king shit. Mm. FIFA president open to North Korea hosting World Cup. Do it. Do it. I, I mean, at this point, fuck it. Do it. But yeah, he did this in, in, in response to all of the uh, valid criticism going FIFA's way at l allowing Qatar to host the cup. He's just like, look, anyone can host. You know, North Korea could host. I, I've looked into it. Maybe they will. Maybe we'll get them to do it. I'm like, you should absolutely do that. Also, weird, weird admission. Yeah, it's, it's... I've been looking into it. It's not like your reputation can be further tarnished. You are did you see the, the interview? most corrupt sporting organization. Did you see the interview where he's like, today, I feel Muslim. Today, <laughs> I, feel gay. I feel gay. I feel migrant worker. And that was so, like, it was so also offensive just because, like, he, and, and it was because he said he grew up like ginger. That was his reasoning. was like, I got picked on because I was ginger, so I know what it feels like to be, like, Muslim or gay or whatever, and it's like, uh, and then like literally a bunch of gay people were shot and killed at a gay club like that night in America, obviously. But like, that's the kind of shit where it's like, no, you don't know what you're fucking talking about. Yeah. Well. Anyways, Russian agents killed three men they said were saboteurs sent by Ukraine. A report says they were just gamers in costume. Yeah, this is sad. Yeah. I, I guess these guys uh, were really into the uh, Stalker game series. Hmm. Um where you is call of uh, Chernobyl, mm -hmm. um, which I tried playing and there I didn't get it. Seemed interesting though, interesting lore. But uh, yeah, they were they were LARPing. The problem is when you LARP as like most fake things, it's pretty obvious. You're wearing a stormtrooper costume. No one's gonna mistake you for a Ukrainian saboteur. Uh, the game, the stalker game, is you you look like a fucking insurgent. Like, you have guns and armor and gas masks and little tools and shit. And if you happen to be uh, walking around some part uh, that you're not supposed to be in, uh, it probably is kind of reasonable to assume that, uh, assume the worst. I, so, I don't know if Russia has airsoft fields, but I would assume that that would be a dangerous thing to go to for yeah. format. And these guys all from. had, like, big old airsoft guns, yeah. too. And ho horrific. Um, but uh, if I were in Russia or Ukraine right now, I probably wouldn't be cosplaying uh, as a military person. Yeah, it's just not a good time for that. Like, like literally, best case scenario, they're like, hey, what are you doing out here? Ah, back hey, we to got Ukraine. just the job for you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you like LARPing? Why don't you have a seat in the recruiter chair? Hospital patient arrested for allegedly switching off neighbor's noisy oxygen machine. <clears throat> and that patient, Larry David. Uh, this was actually two old ladies in Germany. That makes sense, too. Two ladies in their 70s, and um, yeah, one was on a ventilator. Obviously, they're in the same room with the curtain in between them, mm -hmm. and uh, she that God, that ventilator is so noisy. Turned it off. The the woman coded, like, immediately. Everyone's like, what the fuck's going on? They're like, why is this ventilator off? She's like, oh, I turned it off. It's too... It was annoying. They're like, you can't do that. And then, like, six hours later, she did it again. You can't have old so people in the same area. It's, it's chaos. That's why I worked at a retirement home when I was a teenager. It is like... It, it's like high school. It is literally like fucking high school. Mm -hmm. They're all like children. They're... They... they I, I do not... I am not looking forward to getting old. It is fucking disgusting. I'm sorry. 
It's gross. Yeah. You're a burden. Yeah. I'm sorry. And I am not looking forward to it. And you're boring. Yes. And also uh, mean in ways that you don't even understand why you're being mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, like that old lady in England. Did you hear about this? One of the one of the staff at Buckingham Palace who's been on the job for like 50 years or something. It's like 80 year old woman just did some like some just old people racism, like hardcore, like uh, some black woman from some Caribbean charity was there for an event. This fucking old this old hag at Buckingham Palace is like, where are you from? She's like told her the organization she's with. like, no, but like, where are you really from? She's like, oh, I'm from whatever in England. She's like, no, but where are your, where are your people from? I'm about to catch you in a little trap. And it's then, always like some scheme. They're never so like, blatant around about yeah. it. Where are you really from? What yeah. part of Africa are you from? She's like, I'm not fucking from Africa, you old bitch. And uh, yeah, and of course, the, all the, the royalty simps in the UK were like, well, why didn't she just tell her? Like, why are you making a big deal out of this? This is uh, she's also she's old. Like, I'm sorry. Show some respect. Show some respect to your. No, you, when old people are racist, you don't have to show them respect. Yeah. When old people at the end of their athletic career want to take some performance enhancing drugs to win one last race, you let them. You let them. Yeah. Guys, what are we doing here? The rules are already established. Oh, Freedom Convoy 2.0 being planned for February 2023. What are you protesting? At this point, what? Like, I think there's there are still vaccine requirements for crossing the Canadian-U.S. border. I think. That's about it. Also, like, the organizers of the first Freedom Convoy, a lot of them are facing, like, criminal and other legal uh, issues. So, I don't know. Do you really want to do this again? I, think, I feel like the, the cities of Canada gave them pretty clear message on how they felt about it look but let's fucking go i guess give dadulo a, a semi-truck yeah oh yeah there you go she'll just drive it around the country non-stop so yeah they're doing this in february and um probably two or three weeks later they'll try it in dc but it'll be even shittier just like how it happened this year yeah yeah putin fell downstairs soiled himself as speculation over worsening health grows I don't know if this. Actually I don't believe happened. this, but yeah. yeah. This this the, the article to it. It just reads like straight up, just like. And then he pooped dis- himself. Political disinformation. Mm. Um, they are a lot of people have theorized that he's like on death's door, but that's been the case for like two years. We went through this with Kim Jong Un. But yeah, they're like, uh, yeah, he fell down the stairs and he, he fucking shit himself. There's poop everywhere. It's super embarrassing. If Putin died, we probably wouldn't even know for like six months. Yeah. Well. I mean, he's not so reclusive. He he does appear in public quite often. Mm. Also, I think enough people in different lower levels of power in Russia would be so overjoyed to have this asshole out of there that yeah, you, probably, you would actually, find out yeah, about yeah, it yeah. fucking immediately. Yeah. Huh. And there would probably be uh, some sort of minor civil war as well. Yeah. Um, transfers of power of, that, see, of uh, that magnitude in Russia, they don't always go so smoothly. Speaking of uh, Kim Jong-un, you see he... Uh, like introduced at the same time, like a new uh, ICBM and his daughter. Oh, like he brought. He's like, and I have a daughter. My two children. This rocket and we fucking released something new. Yeah. The B two. It's uh, the yeah. It's, they won't. They literally wouldn't bring it out of the uh, uh, the, the hangar. The hangar because of satellite spy imagery. Yeah. It, the, lo- it just looks like a new B2, but that's like even flatter. Uh, also, <laughs> also, it can be manned and unmanned. Oh, cool. 
well, the implication there is that uh, it can do things that the human body cannot literally withstand. Yeah. Uh, it only has to rely on its structure now, which is they. The other thing that's crazy about this is they refuse to uh, say anything about the very heavily classified propulsion system, mm. which makes me very curious. Hmm. Okay. It's cool looking. I know it costs a bajillion dollars, but yeah. like, it is cool looking. All right. They're going to spend all that money to bomb some poor people. It sucks. It's, it's, but it's going to look so cool. It's going to look really cool when we get to see it fly over all of the football games. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, final headline, Buddhist temple left without monks after they all test positive for meth. What a temple. It was only like four months, uh, four monks. This was a pretty small temple, but um, I, 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 meth just doesn't seem like the right drug for Buddhism. Like if your job is literally like contemplating and meditating yeah. and whatnot all the time, stimulants doesn't seem like. Maybe that got old for them though. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they were like. All right, monks, it's time to clean up the temple. We've been putting yeah. this off for too long. Yeah. I got a little thing. The guy down the street said was like, ah, oh, you know, if you really want to get everyone together and get things done. It's called Monk's Little Helper. Yeah. Awesome. It, there's nothing that, wrong that with it. That could be it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, because like, yeah, you spend so much of your life relaxing and like getting in touch with, uh, you know, that level of consciousness. It, it would be hard to snap out of that and like clean the bathroom. Yeah. So pop that, go get it done. Let the effects wear off, and then you're back to doing Buddhism again. Yeah, I could, that could work. And and you know, proper dosage. You're not going to die. You're just going to have a really clean room. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Just don't get addicted, Mister Monk. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for this week's episode of Weekly Weird News. What a long one. Where are we at? Almost an hour. Oh, an hour. Uh, anyways, that's it for this week's Weekly Weird News. Uh, if you haven't already. Um, a lot of content this week because there's a lot going on. A lot of content. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure your bell is turned on. Uh, liking and commenting on the video videos works very well. As you've seen, uh, we are, our subscribers are growing, our views are growing, and we just can't thank you enough for all the support. So thank you so much. Here's the videos you, uh, you can watch now from earlier in the week, and we'll see you soon for more videos. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.